You tell me what running backs you'll take over Dalvin Cook. I get in a lot of questions. People are like, well, Derrick Henry. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want him either. <laughs> I want Dalvin Cook. You know, Alvin Kamara. I'm like, I take him, but I want Dalvin Cook. Uh, when you have a guy who's able to give you the big play like he is, but also turn turn out the extremely tough yards, I think it's important. Man, it's about Kurt, though, man. Yeah. I think we have to stop being at a point where we're asking Kurt to ascend to a top tier, right? Kirk is who he is. Mm -hmm. What you're asking Kirk to do is be his best in the most critical moments. All right, welcome to episode 22 of Vikings Vantage. As always, my name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network. Alongside my co-host and Vikings.com audio producer, Mr. Chris Corso. And Corso, um, free agency isn't free, um, but the Vikings have made it seem that way because with its signings from Dalvin Tomlinson to Pat P, Nick Vigil, and now the most recent signing in uh, Xavier Woods from the Dallas Cowboys, I would like to say the Vikings have made moves this offseason, but now we are less than three weeks away um, from the NFL draft. And if if fans, if that doesn't get fans excited, I would like to personally say, like, you're not a football fan if less than three weeks in the NFL draft doesn't, you know, do something to you. So I'm excited for today's show because we have ESPN's Ryan Clark stopping by. You see him from Get Up, NFL Game Day Live, First Take, and he he's going to bring some some valuable knowledge to what we do and what uh, the Vikings should do with the 14th pick and, and so on and so forth. So I'm excited about that, man. Dude, you said it, man. It's literally the most exciting time of the year for us football fans. I mean, we were recording a show yesterday with with Vikings color analyst and former Viking Pete Bursich, and we just stayed on the call and talked for like another <laughs> 30 minutes about what the Vikings are doing in free agency, adding all these players to the defense hand-picking a Dalvin Tomlinson, a Xavier Woods uh, from the secondary all the way up to the defensive line. I mean, it's just an exciting time. And now our focus shifts to the NFL draft, which is just three weeks away. Uh, we're going to get to some mock drafts later on in the show and also cover the latest moves and, and some of the guys who departed from the Vikings. So um, excited for the show. Really enjoyed listening to your interview with Ryan Clark. I mean, he's one of my favorite personalities on ESPN. So uh, jam-packed show today and, and super excited. Speaking of mock drafts, that, that leads us to uh, my next point. And our, my next point is typical Vikings Vantage fashion. If Viking, if you're, if you're a Vikings Vantage fan, you know every single show we start off with the best thing we saw this week. And Corso, I think your best thing aligns with uh, what you were just talking about, right, with mock drafts. Yeah, we shift to the mock drafts and, and what is going on with that 14th pick for the Vikings. And, I mean, I'm going to no other than Todd McShay. He held a call with all reporters across the nation uh, last week, and I, this is my best thing because Vikings.com's Eric Smith was actually able to get in a question about what Todd McShay thinks the Vikings will do and, and where they will go. McShay went to the offensive line. He's looking at those left tackles. He's looking at those big left tackles out of the Big Ten, out of Oregon and Penny Sewell. I hope the guy from Oregon is around, but this is what – McShay had to say he said I think it's likely the Vikings go offensive line but I also think they can go with an edge rusher too Quiddy Pay out of Michigan uh, could be an option there Gregory Rousseau and Jalen Phillips are the defensive ends Jalen Phillips is a big time defensive end from the University of Miami and then just looking at some of the offensive linemen he said these offensive linemen are just really good. I'm not saying they're going to be the best in the league, but I think Penny Sewell out of Oregon and Rashawn Slater 
out of Northwestern, and the last name he dropped was Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Literally, Todd McShay thinks these guys are plug-and-play starters for the Vikings offensive line. So while he did talk about some of those edge rushers, at the end of the day, he says, to be honest with you, I think the Vikings need to go offensive line with that first pick in the draft. So uh, that's my best thing because I want the Vikings to get that player that's going to be the left tackle or right tackle going forward. Uh, depending what you decide to do with Brian O'Neill. So uh, to hear Todd McShay really address the Vikings in that call was was really uh, it's some good info, and I wanted Vikings fans to know what he was thinking uh, just three weeks away. Yeah, and you, you, that's a really good point. I mean, we all know that the biggest void on the offense right now is offensive line, and that left tackle spot, like you said, with Riley Uriff leaving, um, it raises a lot of questions. I mean, do you move Ezra Cleveland out? And, and sign a guard. My personal opinion, I think, you know, Rashawn Slater could could fit that mold and he'll be at that 14th spot. Um, but also, you were just talking about Panay Sewell. Like, he is a generational left tackle. Like, everyone's saying, you know, he's going to be playing in this this league for, for years to come. I mean, I compared him personally to, to Trent Williams, um, working with Trent Williams in Washington for two years. I'm like, dude, the, you see similar flashes or, you know, how he gets off the ball, how he uses his hands. And I feel like uh, Mel Kuyper sees the same thing, and that transitions me to the best thing I saw this week, and that was Mel Kuyper's take on who the Vikings should select at the 14th pick. And he actually has the Vikings moving up to number nine, selecting Oregon's left tackle, Panesu. Love moving up. (laughs) Love moving up, Gabe. I'm always a fan of that. And that that says a lot, right? You you got a left tackle right there. If he slides down to, you know, the 8-9 spot, like – I think Rick might be licking his chops. We don't know what Rick is going to do, but I feel like, you know, with, with a guy like that and with the void that we have to fill, um, why not, right? Why not? But also, um, you, you know, I do. I watch a lot of film on these guys, and, you know, I, 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 try to find, well, I try to find trusted sources who, you know, make a mock draft for all seven rounds for the Vikings. And I found um, Will Raggett from uh, Sports Illustrated, and he actually has the Vikings trading back to get Rashad Bateman. And that kind of rose my my perked my ears a little bit because you know the first thing that comes to mind is Chris Carter, uh, Randy Moss, Jake Reed. Those days, I mean, you got Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Rashad Bateman. He played at Minnesota the last three years. He broke all of uh, Ron Johnson's records. So it, the guy can ball. And I mean, I feel like if that's the case, if you if you trade back, I mean, you you probably get a second round pick this year. And I I personally think this this draft class is pretty deep at. Uh, the defensive and offensive line position. So I, I want to hear your thoughts about that. I don't hate going wide receiver. I really don't, especially if you're going to trade back because we know the Vikings don't have that second-round pick in this year's draft because they traded that to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Unique Ngakwe earlier in the season when they were trying to patch together that defensive line. But, I mean, why not go wide receiver? When you're looking at this offense and what they were able to do last year, why not add to that and score more points in an NFL league that has literally become about who can score the most points? Yeah. Uh, we All we did was add defense in free agency, so why not add another option for Kirk Cousins? When you look at a Justin Jefferson and an Adam Thielen, 
a third option in this offense, there really hasn't been a consistent one. Uh, you, you have the Olabisi Johnsons, you have the Chad Beebe's, the players that have been able to contribute here and there, but why not have a Devontae Smith if he drops out of the University of Alabama or a Rashad mm-hmm. Bateman, a player that Vikings fans are definitely familiar with in his time with the Minnesota Gophers. So I, I like the flashy picks, Gabe. I like <laughs> trading up. Trading back is certainly an option, too. Uh, to add another pick in the second round. So we had 15 picks last year. That's a lot of players. Why not trade some of these picks and get more picks in the first couple rounds? That's just my mindset. I don't represent anything that Rick Spielman's thinking, but, man, I'm trying to get some impact players on the offensive side of the ball and, of course, the pass rushers that Todd McShay was talking about. Yeah, and, and another thing for me, um, you know, just going through some of these, you know, seven-round mock drafts because with the 14th pick, there's so many unknowns. I feel like after you get from pick number four or five, like it's it's pretty much fair game from there. So, I mean, if the Vikings do go interior O-line or offensive lineman, maybe you can address the defensive end position later in the draft. Or if you go wide, rec- like wide receiver, you can address, you know, offensive line later in the draft. I mean, there's so many – uh, line, offensive lineman this year that I feel like could, could make some noise, you know, later in the future, like a guy like Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, James Hudson from from Cincinnati. Uh, who's the guy from Clemson? Um, God, I can't think of his name. I think his last name is Carmen. Like there, there are some some legit left tackles outside of your, your Panaceos, uh, Rashawn Slaters, and and Christian Darisols. But at the same time, if you look later in the in the, I guess, mock drafts for a lot of these guys. In the fourth round, I have found one consistency there in a lot of these fourth-round picks from, I think his name is Matt Miller from Sportsnot, and then Chad Reuters. Uh, they both had the Vikings selecting a quarterback in the fourth round. And Sportsnot has Kellen Mond as the Viking selection as their fourth-round pick, and Chad Reuters has Kyle Trask as the Viking selection in the fourth round. So, there's a lot on the table this year, man, and we, we talked about it in the beginning. Like, how can you not get excited about th- this time of the year? It's like Christmas. It's Christmas, literally Christmas for, for Vikings fans. It's literally like the only time of year when every team is a blank slate. They're able to set what they're doing on offense, on defense, and it's really interesting you mentioned the quarterback later on in the draft. I know ESPN's Courtney Cronin just did a huge article on ESPN.com laying out that the success of this year's draft literally is it, it all depends on getting a quarterback later in the draft. I thought that's super – it's just an interesting take um, for someone to write that and look at the quarterback position as what will determine if the Vikings are successful in this draft. Definitely go check that out. Uh, we know Kirk Cousins is 32 years old. He has two years left on his contract. So you have to start thinking and looking forward – at that quarterback position as well. So a ton of storylines. I've been playing around with the pro football-focused mock drafts. You can literally do them yourself uh, on their website as a simulator. It's been so fun to see what wide receivers fall to that 14th pick. Sometimes you get a left tackle that falls to that 14th pick. So really fun time to be a Vikings fan. Very exciting that we've been able to add so many players heading into this year's draft. For sure, and, and talk about adding some of those players. ESPN's Mike Clay 
Um, he had the Vikings with the ninth best overall roster and predicts them to finish with the seventh best record overall. Uh, that's projecting, you know, 9.9 wins. I'm going to just say 10 wins. He's projecting the Vikings to get 10 wins, which will be the seventh best record in the NFL. So, uh, th- that's exciting to see. I mean, this is without, you know, us drafting anybody. So clearly the Vikings have made a, a conscious effort to, to bolster their team. And you, you talked about um, Pete Bursich, our conversation yesterday, and he was saying, you know, name one team that has, you know, added a bunch of guys in the offseason and have won a Super Bowl. And we can only think of one team, right? And that's last year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All the guys that they added from other teams with experience – it, that that paid dividends to those guys eventually winning a Super Bowl and adding, you know, Pat, Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Tomlinson, Nick Vigil. I know Nick Vigil probably isn't the, the big name that you're thinking about, but the Vikings have been adding some veteran guys. Mackenzie Alexander, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spillman. They, they, I feel like they have a, they have a plan in mind of how they want to attack this year and who they want to add on this roster to, I guess, make some some noise in the NFC, not only in the NFC North, but the, the entire NFC and NFL. Yeah, you mentioned Mike Clay's piece. Uh, it's he's ESPN's Mike Clay. He literally went through projections for every single team uh, heading into this draft, and it's a really interesting time to literally lay out everyone's depth charts. He lays out win probability for every game on the schedule next season. Uh, it, this will all change when uh, ten draft picks are added to the Vikings roster, or maybe more, depending on trades. But uh, he has Kirk Cousins throwing for over 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns. I mean, this guy has literally gone through every single player on every roster in the NFL and and laid out what he thinks is going to happen. And the 9.9 wins that he has for the Vikings, I mean, that's obviously an improvement from last year. He has a Dalvin Tomlinson uh, pretty much playing – 656 snaps for the Vikings in the middle of the Vikings defense. So, yeah, he's done just about every bit of homework on every roster in the NFL. One more I want to throw out there. He has, for Justin Jefferson's stats, you got to lay those out. Obviously, Vikings fans will love that. 1,258 yards and seven receiving touchdowns. I mean, I think he could even surpass that with what he did last year. So, yeah, go check out what Mike Clay did. Uh, for ESPN, that's that's a really cool piece. I know it's all over Twitter as well, so uh, definitely interesting to bring that up on this show. And he's very positive about what the Vikings did so far in the offseason. Yeah, and I, th- I think – I mean, you just talked offense, and speaking of that list, I'm going to go I'm always defense. talking <laughs> offense, Gabe. <laughs> speaking of defense, he had Daniel Hunter. He projected Daniel Hunter to get nine sacks, uh, Dalvin Thomason with two, uh, Michael Pierce with three. Uh, like – I'm not going to get through the entire list, but we know the Vikings only had 23 sacks last year. And the fact that he's projecting guys to get, you know, multiple sacks this year, I, I think that, that that's probably one of the reasons why uh, the Vikings, he's selecting the Vikings to have the seventh best overall record. And we know the Vikings have made a conscious effort too, or, or they have been intentional with um, addressing the defensive side of the ball. So, we we know offense wins games. I know you love offense, but defense wins championships. So if you you combine the two, I think Minnesota Vikings fans would be ready, but also Minnesota Vikings will be ready for this next interview. And his name is ESPN's Ryan Clark. He is a Super Bowl winning champion. He is a Pro Bowler, former safety. I hope you guys enjoy this interview. All 
All right, now I have the special privilege of being joined by ESPN's Ryan Clark. You see him on Get Up, First Take, NFL Live. Now he joins me virtually here inside the TCO studios. And Ryan, uh, you're a former Pro Bowler, former Super Bowl champion, but a lot of people don't know you are a movie guru. And I, 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 I got to bring up a quote that, that you said about the Vikings last year when they were 0-4. And, and verbatim, you said, my panic level about the Vikings is Samuel L. Jackson snakes on a plane high. Explain that. Hey, man, you remember <laughs> Samuel L., bro. And it's so crazy. I had a dream about this movie when they were previewing, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I was my first camp in Pittsburgh, bro, I jumped out of the bed because the snake jumped at me like it did in of the trailer. And you remember, bro, when Samuel L. realized there were snakes on the plane, he said, there's Mickey Ficky snakes on this Mickey Ficky plane. And, and that's where I was because I don't know if you have the context. I picked the Vikings to win the NFC North in the offseason. Um, I thought with a healthy... Delvin Cook. I honestly knew what Justin Jefferson was. We all knew Adam Thielen. And so I thought to myself, hold on, this is a team that can win it. Uh, I trained Cam Dantzler in the offseason. And so I was like, I knew what type of corner he could be. I'm a huge Harrison Smith fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I expected I expected Daniil to be healthy up front. You got a linebacker that goes sideline to sideline. So I was like, oh, this team's going to and I was gonna, like make the sexy pick. And I was like, there's snakes on this Mickey <laughs> Vicky playing because I was just dead wrong. Bro, I had sold out, though. I had been selling out for an offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't get OTAs. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get training camp in preseason games. So I couldn't back off the take. You know what I mean? So at that point, like, I was that like I was that shook up. I'm, I'm, I'm miles in the air, uh-huh. and there are snakes loose on the plane. And I don't even like snakes, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's where I was, man. I remember... I just remember sitting there, and you know how it is. They'll give you, they'll give you a rundown, but some of those things, you know, you don't have. Mm-hmm. And that day, they were changing, they were changing around the rundown. And man, when they sent me that, as soon as they said, "Well, this is going to be your question," I was like, "Oh, I exactly what my panic level." <laughs> I was ready to roll. Well. Uh- <laughs> My job is to hold you accountable because Vikings fans didn't forget that. So I, got, I had to give you a chance to explain yourself. But here we are. In the offseason, the Vikings make all these moves. Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Tomlinson, Xavier Woods. What's your confidence level right now? Um, I think, I think you're, you're confident that they understood that was a need. Um, obviously, if you go back to the draft last year, you get uh, Gladney extremely early. You get Cam Dantzler in the third round who – I knew from personal experience was a first round talent. Mm-hmm. And I think you started some of that toward the end of the season. You have a guy in Harrison Smith uh, who's just a perennial pro bowler. He gives you all pro uh, level and caliber play year in and year out. Now it's about what Patrick Peterson you get. Yeah. Do, do, do you now get motivated all pro Patrick Peterson to team up with this group of young corners with, a group of safeties that can really play. Obviously, you get a guy who was looking to have a prove-it year, uh, and Anthony, who was coming off of a great year, who signs back, you know. And so, like, you have all these things happening, and so you start to think to yourself, this team could be better on the back end. Xavier Woods, coming from Dallas, he's on a one-year deal. He understands how well he has to play in order to get the contract that he wants when the salary cap um, bumps back up. And so when you look at this team, I think they're poised uh, to make a run 
You think about the way they played down the stretch of the season after starting 0-4. You can see the positives in that. And so right now you still can't put them over the Green Bay Packers. But when you look at a team like the Chicago Bears, who basically have has me with red hair playing quarterback, you expect them, you expect them to be better. Uh, the Detroit Lions had one really good player. He ain't there no more. You expect the Minnesota Vikings to be better. And then you expect this is a team that has an opportunity to compete for the NFC North, but at the least get one of those seven playoff spots now that you have extra wild cards. Uh, let's stick to the safety spot because you played safety in the league. I mean, you made your Pro Bowl in your 10th season. Harrison Smith going into year 10, playing his, playing his best ball. I know you're a wine drinker. I am also. And I, I keep saying he's like a Pinot Noir. He's aging like fine wine. But what's the secret sauce? What, what's, like, what is the secret sauce for a safety playing at his level and at your level when you were in year 10? I think you, 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 you slow down a bit, but the game slows down, mm. right? When, when you're young, everything's about athleticism, all the plays I can make by, by the hustle and the effort. And those things are still there. But now it's also for nine years I've seen you do this, right? I, I've seen the way that you attacked me. I know the adjustments – I need to make from alignment, from assignment, from angle. And Harrison Smith does all of those things. But you add that to elite level skill, mm-hmm. right? This is a guy who's an extreme ball hog. He's extremely ball of wear. He's a great tackler near the line of scrimmage. And so you put all of those things together with the experience of having seen it, having watched film on it for so long, and that's what you get. An opportunity, I did something on Adam Thielen. Um, a couple of years ago in training camp, I had an opportunity to just chop it up with Harrison. Just so cerebral, so smart in the understanding of how he's going to be attacked, but also how he's going to attack offenses. And, you know, for me, I was actually talking to some guys I trained this morning. Um, for me, year seven to year 11 were my best years mm-hmm. of football. kind of that sweet spot. The same for like elite, I think, track guys, you know, 100, 100 and 200 meter guys. And I expect Harrison to have a great year, especially now being surrounded with some of the best talent he has on the back end. You, you talked about Cam Dantzler. You, you train him all the time. You train, I mean, DB precision, that's where all the top DBs go every single offseason. Landon Collins, uh, DeShazer Everett. I'm speaking to Washington guys right now. But Cam right. Dantzler, we know that the biggest jump in the player's career comes from year one to year two. What do you think his ceiling is heading into year two of his career? He's, he, he's, he's going to be – a guy we speak about in, in Pro Bowl contention each and every year. Yeah. I think a, a player that reaches all pro caliber at some point. Uh, you know, he's down now working with Mo Wells, who's a good friend of mine, trained with me. He's now the House of Athlete. Yeah. Uh, so you see that level of maturity, right? Understanding I had an extremely good year last year, especially as the year finished. Um, and then also just talking to him and speaking about, you know, getting beat deep early on in the season against the Green Bay Packers. Him saying, yeah, man, like even the lights were different. (laughs) You know, everybody run off for me in that way. And sometimes it's having the recollections of those events and those moments that drive you in the offseason to be better. But then you can also think of the big interception late in games uh, down the stretch of Mm -hmm. the season, the big the forced fumbles and the different things that he was able to do that also adds to your confidence. Uh, Terrell Buckley, who was a great pro, uh, a college football Hall of Famer, was his coach at Mississippi State. And when Cam was really young, when he first started coming down to train with me during his spring breaks, he told me, he's like, I got one. Mm. This kid's a pro. 
This kid's a star. And he kept saying those things. He's like, he's so smart. He can bend. And so I think now Cam takes a step into being one of the top tier corners in the league. And then I think he has kind of that Jair Alexander Whoa. ascension when you get to year three, year four. That's the type of player I believe we see Cam Dantzler become. So we've seen the Vikings, you know, attack this offseason on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, the Vikings fourth best total offense in the NFL last year. What is the next step for the offense? We've seen the defense make moves, but what about this offense? Um, I think protection is huge. Okay. Right? Finding ways to make sure Kirk is protected because you understand this team went from having two number ones to still having two number ones mm -hmm. at the wide receiver position. Obviously, Kyle Rudolph is now with the New York Giants, but now it's time for, you know, the young gun, the other young gun from the 504 to step up, <laughs> or be huge at tight end, right? Become the pass catcher that you saw him be uh, in college. And so you're, you're, you're expecting that from him, but for Justin to come in, get, get you 14 hun right away, mm -hmm. uh, become a pro bowler. When Adam Thielen is still on the team, when Adam Thielen is still in his prime, I think that's huge. And, you tell me what running backs you'll take over Dalvin Cook. I get in a lot of arguments. People are like, well, Derrick Henry. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want him either. I want Dalvin Cook. You know, Alvin Kamara. I was like, I'd take him, but I want Dalvin Cook. Uh, when you have a guy who's able to give you the big play like he is, but also turn churn out the extremely tough yards, I think it's important. Man, it's about Kirk, though, man. Yeah. And I think we have to stop being at a point where we're asking Kirk to ascend to a top tier. Right. Kirk is who he is. Mm -hmm. What you're asking Kirk to do is be his best in the most critical moments. We saw it two years ago in the playoffs against the New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. Right. Where he outdoed Drew Brees. What you're asking Kirk now is you've kind of overcome all those little stupid statistics about not winning games at nighttime or prime mm -hmm. time or not winning play. You know, you kind of overcome all those things. So now it's not about a consistent greatness that puts you in the top tier of quarterbacks, it's about a timely greatness that wins you football games. Mm. That's the difference between the Minnesota Vikings being a team that can be mediocre or a team that can be an NFC contender for the NFC championship. Mm. Well, all that said, who should the Vikings select with the 14th pick in the draft this year? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Man, you know, I, I think that's difficult because now you're looking at a draft, you know the Vikings don't need to go offense. Right, the 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 and from a skill a skill standpoint at that at that time, right? You can get wide receivers late in the draft. There's no back that's better than their back. Panay Sewell, you would you would think from Oregon will be gone by that point. So it's not a way to add that 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 protector. And so now it's going to be best available. Hmm. Uh, you expect uh, the wide receivers to swing back around if you want to get one late. And so, man, I'll be honest with you, man. Like I, I truly right now don't know. You know, I don't know who's available. Is there, I don't position, know is there a position group in mind? You necessarily, you, I think, I think offensive line would be huge. Okay. Um, if you, could show up, if you could show up the guard center, center area, I think that would be huge. You look at your linebacker position, you feel like you're good there. Mm -hmm. uh, the only problem is I believe they need a pass rusher, right? There's, there's not the elite pass rusher at the top of the draft this year. There's mm -hmm. not that guy you get at, 14 and you necessarily say that's who you want uh you can go to miami uh there, there there's two guys that shine there uh this year during the, throughout the season had a solid pro day and so for me i think you go best available and it's if the pass rusher is your guy you do that 
uh, I don't think you draft an interior lineman at that point. Last question. I'm going to get you out of here. The Vikings will win the NFC North this season if? If Jordan loves his starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I love that answer, man. Well, hey, it's honest. I mean, Green Bay Packers still got Aaron Rodgers, right? And when you put, like you All said, right. Cam Dancer, when you put Aaron Rodgers against a 21-year-old in the first game of the season, chances you are... Get some of that. <laughs> right? But, I mean, the, the ascension is there. And, and with that said, would you say the Vikings can contend for that spot, though? Yeah, this, man, I told you, man, before the Snakes got on the plane, I was very happy <laughs> with the Vikings uh, last year. Um, I expect them to be better. Um, you don't think a, a Mike Zimmer team starts that way again. Um, and also, necessarily, you don't believe that you don't believe that the Packers, who are 26 and six in the mm. regular season, have another 13 in them, right? And mm. so, it was 13 and four this year, obviously with the 17 game season. Uh, but that, that that's a difficult thing to do. And if you're looking at the Minnesota Vikings and thinking in 17 games that they can win 11 to 12, they're in contention for the NFC North. And if the way things fall if you win those games against the Green Bay Packers when you get them in the dome in Minnesota or outside in Lambeau that's a team that has a chance and so it's all about health mm -hmm. um, it's about the new pieces fit on this team and if they fit well it's about Kirk Cousins having an opportunity with one play with two plays with one series of being better than Aaron Rodgers during those stints. Absolutely. Well, it all starts with the NFL draft on April 29th, live on ESPN, April 29th through May 1st. Ryan, I know we'll be seeing, hearing from you from now between then, but thank you for joining me today, man. My man, you have a great one. Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with ESPN's Ryan Clark. Some some very, very quotable moments in that interview. Ryan Clark never disappoints. But, guys, stay tuned to Vikings Vantage. Myself and Corso, we will be having a few special episodes of Vikings Vantage on KFAN on Thursday nights coming up. So mark your calendars for April 22nd. We will have an NFL draft special preview show. And then after the draft on May and then after the draft on May 6th, we will have an NFL draft recap show. So, guys, stay tuned to this show. Stay tuned to Vikings.com and all of our social channels for the most up-to-date coverage of the team. Uh, Corso, before I get us out of here, you got any final thoughts? I think this is just the most exciting time of year. This week's guest was awesome. I mean, Ryan Clark <laughs> talking about snakes on the plane and bringing it back to the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, that is just <laughs> – I don't even know how you do that, but he found a way. So – uh, yeah, this show has been awesome. Let's keep the content coming. I know we're going to have some great guests for those two dates that, that you were talking about. So uh, big-time yep. stuff coming for the, from this show and, and definitely heading into next year. I'm super excited about what's to come for this Minnesota Vikings roster. Well, you took the words out of my mouth, but Vikings fans, stay happy, stay excited, stay tuned. We will have more for you. and. That'll be all for this edition of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. Skull.